All right, we are back on a Friday night getting ready to talk shop about college basketball for Saturday, December 10th. Before we do that, Seth, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Ready to watch some college basketball and finally finish with school, so we'll have a lot more time to focus on sports updates. I love that. I love that. As we uh, come off a fun college football year, um, hopefully to shift focus on this upcoming college basketball season. There's so much good games tomorrow. We want to talk about the biggest ones. So let's go ahead and dive in. First one, Houston versus Alabama. Houston's nine-point favorites, eight-and-a-half-point favorites on some books. The point total is 129-and-a-half. How do you feel about this game? So first, we all know, I don't know, if you're not accustomed with Houston basketball, you need to be. ASAP, uh, Calvin Sampson, their head coach, is one of the best, if not the best coach in the country. Um, no matter what players he has given or dealt, he can turn them into a top 10 team in the country. Uh, that's just what he's always done, and that's just how he's had that Houston program running. Um, Houston is known for defense, but the scary thing about them is they are also able to do it on the offensive end, too. Um, this year, they are number one in the country, uh, well-deserved. Their offense has shown a little more struggle than past years. Um, not having a guy like Quentin Grimes they've had in the past, it's like a guaranteed three-ball player. Um, but they still have Marcus Sasser and uh, Jamal Sneed, who are both probably All-Americans this year. Um, this team is scary good. Um, I love their defense, like I said before. But Bama, it's very interesting because Bama is a team that can come in, and if they're clicking – that team can mm-hmm. score 100 points in a game, mm-hmm. and no matter who they're playing. So really what this game comes down to is whether Houston's defense is enough or Alabama's offense is enough. Um, I do think that the nine and a half points was a lot. I was kind of expecting more of like a five, six-point spread, but mm-hmm. I, um, I really think that Bama can keep it within nine. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning – I'm not going to make it an official pick yet. Again, we'll we'll tweet out more stuff sometimes as it comes along. But I am leaning more towards Bama plus nine right now. I think that mm-hmm. they have enough offense to put up points against this Houston defense. But, again, I feel like Houston's offense is where this game will be won or lost. Mm-hmm. If their defense does what it always does, but their offense is able to come out and score points, that's when Bama could become – they can get in real danger. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And – it, you know, looking at this matchup on paper, you look at the offensive side. According to Ken Palm, the adjusted offensive efficiency rank, 20 and 21 for Houston, Alabama. So we're right there neck and neck with each other. Adjusted defense, two for Houston, 17 for Bama. So, I mean, you know, that's a little bit bigger of a discrepancy, but I mean, still, that's a top 20 defense. So this matchup should be fun. The biggest thing I notice is the discrepancy in tempo on both offense and defense. Houston plays at a slower tempo and forces teams to play at a slower tempo. And so, and and then on the contrary, Alabama, we all know how Alabama likes to roll. Fast pace, and they live and die by the three ball. So what is more polarizing about this game is one of these teams are going to have to force each other to play to force the other team to play their game. So right, right. Who, whoever gets that, you know, if Houston makes Alabama play slower paced basketball, Houston can run Alabama out of the gym. If Alabama makes Houston play faster paced uh, basketball, 
Alabama can, you know, make a good push. So, and so the, the thing too, sorry, the thing here is about coaching again, mm -hmm. um, you know, Oates for Alabama has absolutely turned that program around. But if I, if I had to lean one way, I trust Calvin Sampson to remain calm, have his players calm. And I really do lean more towards Houston having mm -hmm. the ability to control the tempo more mm -hmm. um, playing at that slow pace. Um, again, it causes, so if Alabama, even if they are running fast, this Houston defense, do they will eat that up for turnovers. Mm -hmm. This Houston team can turn over the other team super easily, especially if they play fast and out of control. You know, Memphis, we play Houston year in and year out. Um, even though we beat them both, both times in the regular season last year, they turned us over like 20 times. Mm -hmm. And if, if their offense is clicking and they're doing that, they're turning you over, it's just you're, it's not going to be good for you. That's just yeah. that's all I can say. Yeah, I, I, I lay – I'm going to lay on Houston's side because one thing that sticks out to me too, Houston forces teams to shoot the three ball on an average 21%. So they're holding teams to a 21% three-point percentage, which is crazy. So I think with the ability to potentially slow down the game for Alabama and to, for, to, to make it a lot harder to do what they do best, I, I really like laying Houston here because, you know, again, I, I was the same way. I saw this and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, that's, that's a lot of points for a one V eight matchup, but man, I, I really like the matchup for Houston and, you know, playing the numbers. If they both slow down Alabama and if Alabama can't get the three ball going and if Houston plays the three ball well and forces them to miss a lot of those shots, I, I really do like Houston to win by 10 or 12. So um, that's, that's, that's my feel for this, just looking at the matchup report. So um, I'm, I'm really leaning more towards Houston here. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the next big game. Arizona versus Indiana. Now, this is a neutral site game. Indiana has really come on to the show. Um, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere. I believe they started the year off unranked. But, man, they, they've put on a clinic the past few weeks. Um, this game is in Las Vegas. Tell me how you feel about this game. So this is kind of similar to Houston, Alabama, in terms of Indiana is a very, very good defensive team to where Arizona lights up the skyboard or the, the scoreboard, plays very quick, very fast, and can shoot the three very, very well. Um, I watched them in Maui. And um, I watched them in Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's not as good as they usually are, but it just seems like this Arizona offense can score whenever it wants and wherever it wants. Mm -hmm. um, when they're running and gunning, they're very – see, the thing about Arizona, too, that impresses me is they play kind of out of control in terms of fast pace, but they just don't turn it over. They don't turn mm -hmm. it over like other teams that try and play this run-and-gun offense. And um, on the other side, you have Indiana, who holds a lot of teams to under 70. I don't know how many times they've given up over 70, but I know it's not a lot. Um, and Indiana's had, what, one hiccup? I think they're nine – yeah, nine and one. And they lost to Rutgers on the road by 15, I think. Mm -hmm. the thing Rutgers is, though, is good. Rutgers team, when they're at home, they're unbeatable. Like, you play Rutgers, Rutgers is good. Their place, yeah, they just – they lost to Ohio State on a, a very, very unfortunate buzzer beater. Yeah, I know. They should have won. Felt bad yeah, for them, but... But, sorry, I digress. Um, 
so Indiana defense, Arizona offense. Um, what's the spread on that game? It is a pick right now. It is a pick. So Las it's Vegas pick neutral even. site. Oof. Yeah, I know. Um, so to dive into it a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Arizona, as expected, according to Kim Palm, is better on every metric that I have up on the uh, matchup comparison. Okay. So Arizona gets the offensive nod. Uh, Indiana adjusted defensive efficiency rank. They're number 11th overall. Uh, Arizona 60. So a uh, little bit of discrepancy there. Yeah, and Tommy Lloyd, I think he's doing a great job in the second season. He really has these these boys going. So um, super excited uh, to watch this game because, you know, this is going to be like a, a what gives kind of game. So um, just looking at the numbers, Arizona gets the nod offensively again. Uh, but Indiana, you know, again, they're a top 12 team in the nation in terms of adjusted defensive efficiency. So uh, this would be a first true test for Arizona, offensively speaking. But, um, you know, they, they do a lot of things well. They're extremely well-rounded. Uh, but, you know, I this is hard because I think it is uh, tagged right at uh, pick even. So I, I really don't know where to lay here. I don't know where there's value, I guess. Um, let's, let's take a look at the public numbers. 76% of the handle is on Arizona, 52% of the bets. So uh, ticket numbers, they're about split even, but all of the money is on Arizona. So about three-fourths of the money is on Arizona. So um, you could see a lot more uh, sharps uh, coming in heavy on Arizona. So that's something to note. Um, but again, according to the percentage of bets, a percentage of tickets, um, nothing really fishy there. So, uh, this is a gut feeling. This is one of those things where if Indiana's defense can get going, then I think they can constrain Arizona more and Indiana can keep up, you know, they're 27th overall adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. So it's not like they're, uh, trotting out some, some offense that, can't really perform well. You know, they have enough to do it. But again, you know, we talked about this earlier on the show. I'm always going to give the slight edge to the team that's better on offense, especially in today's game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, offense, guys, I mean, we've seen it kind of – Iowa State, that score didn't really reflect what should have happened. Mm -mm. But if you can't put the ball in the basket, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. I mean, the other team is going to eventually score. And if you can't score – you're you have to score points to win games that's just that's how that's what it comes down to yeah yeah i mean i agree and the speaking of that game you know we laid a pick and according to shot quality iowa state should have won that game so um right it was the right process just you know unlucky unfortunate happens. yeah very unfortunate i mean it's hard to let a team get out 20 to nothing pretty much or 20 to four and then try and recover from that. So right. um, tough scene for Iowa State, but very tough. All right. Moving on. We can't we got a big one over here for Seth. The uh, the Auburn Tigers, eight no, four and four against the spread, go to Memphis. Actually, excuse me, neutral site. They play Memphis. Memphis is seven and two. They're five and four against the spread. Now Auburn posted a dominating home win against Colgate uh, last game. Memphis logged a win against Little Rock on Tuesday. Uh, these teams haven't played since 2020, and Auburn won by three points. So 
Um, lots of excitement into this game. As a Memphis fan, tell me how you're feeling. So I'm going to try and be as unbiased as possible. But so coming in, Memphis, we are, or let me just talk like I'm not a Memphis fan. Memphis is known for their defense. Um, we've talked about this. However, Memphis has been known to struggle scoring this year. So Memphis, there are two offensive threats coming in Kendrick Davis, who's the point guard, and DeAndre Williams, a seventh-year senior. Um, the Tigers play as tough as defense that you will see throughout the country. Um, the offense, on the on the other hand, if they're not clicking, the problem is if DeAndre Williams or Kendrick Davis either get into foul trouble or they have an off night, there are not a lot of other op- options for offense for this Memphis Tigers team. Um, so the problem is is when uh, – Kendrick, so Kendrick Davis is the main scorer, averages about 20 points a game. Um, the, Memphis is very lucky to have him for the Sovereign game as he got into an altercation against Little Rock and basically headbutted a player. But they have said that there will be no suspensions and Kendrick Davis will be playing. But if Memphis doesn't figure out other ways to, to produce offense, then they could become in big trouble against an Auburn team that is capable of scoring. Um, again, Auburn, on the other hand, also known as pretty much defensive-oriented. Um, they hold a lot of their opponents under 70 points. They just beat a really good St. Louis team, 65-60, to 60, I think, held them to 60 points, and that, that offense is known as potentially one of the best in the country. I mean, St. Louis is an amazing backcourt of guards that can score at will. And I do give Auburn the offensive edge, obviously. Um, I do think that Memphis's defense is slightly better. Um, your statistics might prove me otherwise, and that might be a little bias showing. But I do think that Memphis plays at least harder and tougher on defense. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. I think that if uh, DeAndre Williams and Kendrick Davis both play to their potential for the Memphis Tigers, Memphis can very easily win this game outright. If they don't, and if Auburn comes out and has a really good offensive game, Memphis could be in trouble in terms of losing by 10-plus. So um, that's kind of how I'm feeling early on, and that was that was me trying to be unbiased. Yeah, so the line right now as it stands, Auburn is two-and-a-half-point favorites on a neutral site. Uh, looking at the numbers, it's, you know, um, in, in terms of offensive efficiency adjusted, uh, in terms of how they rank, uh, you know, Auburn is better, but it's not like they're better. It's 45 compared to 51. So same exact, you know, quadrant of, uh, of rankings right there. So, uh, you know, with stuff like that is like, are there, is there really a discrepancy at that point? You know, um, defensive efficiency adjusted in terms of rank, Auburn is five overall and Memphis is 15. So again, same ballpark. Um, so, uh, this one should be fun. I can see why it's, you know, a closer spread. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Auburn is really solid on defense. Memphis isn't horrible on defense either. Uh, you know, they hold both hold teams to right around 30% three point, uh, average. Um, so I'm really, really curious to see how this one plays out. Now Auburn is struggling right now, uh, from the three point line as well on their offense. So mm-hmm. they're only shooting 29%. So, uh, kind of an ugly number as a team, uh, you know, but we'll see if they can get it going uh, on Saturday. This should be a fun one. Now, interesting note, my uh, model had that predicted win percentage, and it gave the nod to Memphis at 55% uh, chance to win. So um, interesting note uh, to come out there. So it must see something that it likes. 
like it. All right. Moving on. We have Oklahoma versus Arkansas. It's the SEC versus the Big 12. And the ninth-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks host Oklahoma on the hardwoods. Arkansas is 8-1 and one on the season. Oklahoma 7-2 so far. Oklahoma won the last meeting between these two teams when they played last December, and they won 88-66. to So this should be a good one this year because um, Arkansas is pretty good. You know, they look great. Uh, obviously uh, improved from last year. So uh, snap reaction, tell me what you think about this game. So Oklahoma's been in a little bit of a rut in the last few years in basketball. Uh, they're usually known as, you know, being a top at least 25 team. I mean, especially with the team where they had Buddy Heald and um, other good players like that. Oklahoma came in. They won the ESPN Invitations Tournament, defeating Ole Miss in the championship game. They've had a good run of beating good teams. Um, they did slip up recently, and they lost to a – Pretty, pretty rough Villanova team this year. Uh, they lost by four. I think it was 66 to 70. Villanova's not having a great year. Oklahoma was kind of coming in with momentum, and it was kind of a – they kind of just laid a goose egg. Um, and on the other hand, we have Arkansas, who is having a great year. Um, they, I think, are 8-1. and one. They – I watched recently. They did. They had that scare against – I think yeah, it was UNC Greensboro. They were at home. They were losing – I think they were losing with like four minutes left. And, you know, it's just that inevitable run late in the game. Arkansas went on like a 9-0 run basically to close the game or something, one by seven. But they did. I think that was a little bit of a wake-up call. And sometimes those games are good to have, especially against an inferior team like that. Um, I do like Arkansas to win the straight up, obviously. I don't know what the spread is, if you wouldn't mind telling me. Arkansas, two-and-a-half point favorites. Okay. Two-and-a-half. They're at home too, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah, tell me. 94% of the money is on Arkansas. 85% of the total tickets are on Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will not be touching this game then. Yeah, um, I, I'm not either. And so, so something's weird going on. Uh, I can't necessarily put my finger on it. Um, both teams are relatively well at you know on the defensive side of things. Arkansas, a bit better. Uh, seventh overall. Um, in terms of defensive efficiency, adjusted. And then our uh, offenses, you know, same realm, 33 and 42, um, Arkansas with 33 in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. So um, Arkansas gets the slight nod across the board on offense and the slight nod on defense. So, but the thing is, is that two very similar teams, statistically speaking, it's not like Arkansas is way better other than and uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is as close as it is. Um, I would expect it like a Arkansas five or six, if that makes sense. Right. Um, you know, both teams, they, again, looking at uh, some of the percentages allowed, both under 30 uh, for three-point uh, percentage. So um, – Solid, solid three-point defense. I, I know I've been heavy on the talking about three-point percentage allowed, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was reading something the other day. It's one of the most telling uh, indicators of a good defense now Absolutely. because um, the game now revolves around the three so much. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of why I look at that. So 
Uh, Oklahoma does shoot the three ball better than Arkansas, though. So um, if they can get it going, then we may be in for a surprise. Again, 94% of the money is on Arkansas. That's that's very scary. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought up that three-point defense because that is – it just seems like it's a stat that is very – very undervalued um obviously mm-hmm. with the nba and college basketball the three-point shot has become so relied upon that we see fast breaks end in three-point shots when you have a three-on-one driving the lane that just shows how important it is to guard the three-point shot so mm-hmm. I, it, it, I i'm very glad you brought that up and that is a statistic that i think more teams should focus on and um practice as three-point defense that is so crucial right Totally agree. So I'm a, I'm with you. I'm staying away from this game, and <laughs> I, I wanted to take Arkansas. I was like, I, I guess I I'm like the public. I guess I'm like the public. I'm like, this seems a little too easy, you know? Right. But, I mean, you know, I guess the my model's predicted win percentage ended up turning out a little closer than I anticipated. Uh, 53-47 split in favor of Arkansas, but still that's – really close. I expected like a 60, 40 ish kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, relatively surprised. Uh, if you're into the Vegas knows something, then this is your game. Take Oklahoma money line. This is, this is screaming that. So, Absolutely. um, again, if, if you do that for, for all of these types of games, you, you come out pretty, pretty on top. So, um, I, I'm very interested. This one's going to be up uh, higher up on my radar on Saturday. Absolutely. It's a very underrated I, game for tomorrow. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about Kansas. Jayhawks have had a solid start to the season, even though they've had an easy schedule. Uh, they come into this game eight and one. That one loss was to the Vols. Let's it's go. Beat down. Yeah, it was a beat down 64 to 50. But Kansas was also able to beat Duke. I uh, still can't put my finger on this Duke team, by the way. Um, no. Their results have been inconsistent. Kansas Kansas results have been inconsistent, inconsistent against better teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Jayhawks haven't played a true red game this year. So this will be their first test. And so um, I'm very excited. Kansas is led by Jalen Wilson and, of course, Grady Dick, dude the yep. legend. Um, so I, I'm really excited for this game. Kansas is three and a half point favorites at Missouri. Um, and I know that everybody, we all know what Missouri has been. I can even go back and say like in the past 10 years, but we have a little bit of a new look Mizzou Tigers. Um, I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're, you know, going to go on and win the damn thing, but they're a lot better than what they used to be. And they're actually better than Kansas across the board in terms of Ken Palm offensive ratings. They're number 14th in the nation overall and adjusted offensive efficiency. Now, Kansas is 22, so still pretty close. The biggest deficit here is the adjusted defensive efficiency in terms of Ken's Palm. Kansas at 14, Mizzou all the way at 118. That's where it looms large. So I don't really know what to take away from this game because we talked about this earlier. Mizzou plays at a really, really fast pace. Um, And so they also force teams to play at their pace. Um, They're actually third overall in adjusted tempo rankings for their Ken Palm defensive rating. So um, if they can force 
Kansas to play their game at their home court and kind of getting Kansas's head a little bit, they could win this game. You know, I, I haven't watched much Mizzou basketball, so I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm watching on the court, but, um, this is one of those things where like I grab the matchup comparison. I look at it and I'm like, okay, I, I could actually see them pulling this off and see why. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Kansas is going to make this uh, go in their favor, it's going to be because they completely shut out Mizzou and make them play at a lot slower pace. Do you think that can happen? No, I don't. I don't like Missouri here. Um, I know that spread is a little misleading, um, and it's probably going to be even more disturbing when you tell me what the public is on. But my problem Mm -hmm. here is if I have Missouri schedule here, so I'm going to tell you they played Southern Indiana, six-point win, Pennsylvania, seven-point win, and Wichita State, a close overtime game. They played Linden one, Division two, SIUE, Mississippi Valley State, these numbers are very inflated. They are playing Division II teams and putting up 90 points. Where you have Kansas, who is battle-tested. They've already played Duke. They've played Tennessee. They've played some of the best teams in the country already. I, I don't think that a Missouri road environment for basketball is going to be anything scary to Kansas. I, I think they're going to be ready. I think they're going to come out. And I genuinely think that Kansas can win this game by 50-plus. That, that is my gut feeling. That is what I'm yeah. thinking. Now, tell me what the public is on. Yeah. You want to hear something even crazy? I don't want to hear it. Tell me. 93% of the yes, money sir. is on Kansas. Yes, sir. <laughs> and make it not. Yeah, I'm joining that. I don't care. 92% of the tickets on Kansas. 93% of the money on Kansas. Mm-hmm. Wild. Tomorrow, baby. Wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we see some. I mean, okay, I will give it credit. College basketball, we see a lot more lopsided handles in terms of money and where the public is going on certain bets because, and quite frankly, it's a lot harder for Vegas to total these basketball games. Um, There's also a lot more basketball games. There's a higher volume of basketball games. And so, and truthfully, for, you know, like an Eastern Washington, South Dakota state game. Uh, there's like, like a small sample of people that's going and betting on that game. So you can see like a, a 90, 10 split and that shouldn't really scare you off because I mean, you know, the, the casual better is going to have no idea what Eastern Washington and South Dakota state can do. So you see those a little bit more, but um, you know, still in a high profile game, uh, with, you know, one of the biggest blue buds of all time, uh, 90% scares me a little bit. So, um, yeah. I think, you know, Kansas should win. I, they should win easily. Um, it's just a matter of, I kind of, you know, I give the nod to Missouri at home. Um, there's something different about the program. It's a first year head coach. So, we could see some magic, man. And, you know, the only thing that worries me is Missouri's defense, but don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Nah, I'll be shocked all, if, if Missouri. All they have to do, really, at this point in time, is really constrain Grady Dick. Or pretend that they're playing a Division II school like they played all season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You may have a point. So, all right, man. 
that wraps it up for the games we wanted to talk about. That's it. Any closing any closing comments? Um now that school is finished, uh, I'm excited. We will be diving deep into these college basketball picks and analysis. Um, I'm very excited for, especially when conference play starts, man. When conference play starts, yeah. we got all the big matchups, especially Big East, Big 12, Big 10, SEC. We're going to have a lot of games, a lot more. I feel like the slate was a little smaller, and it's because mm-hmm. it is a little smaller. But, um, yeah, man, coming up in the next, not even, yeah, about a month from now, we will have – a lot of games, a lot of conference games, and I cannot tell you how excited I am for it. Looking forward to it. December 17th, mark your calendars. That's going to be one of the best game days of the year. What is that? So, um, If you just go and look at the slate, you're going to be, you're going to be ready to go. It's it's insane. It's, it's like a plethora of top 25 matchups. Um, I think it's a... Uh, who, who, oh does, what are the challenges? Uh, so, is it, so let me name the software. I got it right here. So we got Indiana, Kansas, mm-hmm. we got Alabama, Gonzaga, which is the CM Newton classic, oh, North yeah. Carolina, Ohio state, CBS sports classic, UCLA, Kentucky, CBS sports classic. Oh yeah. Davidson, Purdue, Indy classic. And then we end the day with the cherry on top with Tennessee, Arizona. Yep. It's going to be awesome, man. That sounds phenomenal. That's going to be a day. Gonna be a day. So. Be two hours long. So yeah, we'll have plenty, plenty to talk about. So looking forward to that. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you were here, go check out the matchup reports on Twitter. Um, lots of insightful information. Uh, make sure you follow our picks as well. We will be back here next week talking basketball, football, anything you name it. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Also, shout out, shout out Harrison real quick, man. He works hard. On those models, that model is his product. He uh, he is the the face of grinding that part of the analysis. He brings all the analysis to the, the podcast on Twitter. So I just want to shout him out for that. And I will catch you guys later. Appreciate that. Talk to you all later.